0: This is your host, Natalie Allport, former national team athlete and entrepreneur, and welcome to the All In Podcast, where I share stories, interviews, and advice with the goal of helping you go all in. Hey guys, I'm really excited about the live this week. Um... I've been chatting a lot about girls and women in sport over the last couple months and from that conversation I've had a lot of young women and young girls in sport who've reached out to me and shared their stories and it was really similar to some of the stories and experiences that I had and I was really hoping things had changed and I think things have changed positively and are changing and I want to share their stories with all of you guys. So um, we have a great panel lined up of six different athletes from the ages of 14 to 23, all over the world in different parts. And I'm really excited to ask them some questions and share their stories with you. The way that this will be running is we're going to have, so like I mentioned, six different athletes and so, they'll each have about 10 minutes. And uh, I'm going to ask very similar questions to each of them. But they each have very unique stories that they've shared with me that we want to share. So um, we're going to be going through that. And they'll be joining me on the live right here. Um, this will also be saved to my podcast. So you guys can listen later. And it'll be on IGTV. So yeah, we're going to get started. The first young female athlete we have coming on is uh, Shanna. Hopefully I said that correctly. And She's from South Africa. It's like 11pm for her. So she's coming on first here. and. I'm gonna see if she's on here so that I can make sure that we add her, Shanna. If you're on here, I'm gonna check so I can add you. Ah, oh, here we go. Perfect. Just loading here. Hey. Hi. How's it going?
1: Good. Thanks, and you.
0: Not too bad it 's super late for you, so thank you so much for for coming on
1: No, of course i 'm so excited
0: oh yeah i'm so i 'm really pumped for this and to share all the different stories so it 's going to be really cool, and I know your story is a little bit different than a lot of the other athletes that we 're going to have on so i 'm really excited to start with you because I know you do play some sports that they are maybe masculine dominated, but you play like touch rugby, which is um, kind of a female specific sport per se, as well as uh, netball, which I, have someone, I was talking to someone in New Zealand recently about netball and they were telling me about it because we don't really play that um, here in North America. So um, I'm excited to dig in. If you want to just start off with a little intro about like how old you are, the sports that you play, and then I'm going to, yeah, we'll, we'll start asking questions. Okay, so I'm 21
1: this year and I play touch rugby, netball, and recently started playing sevens rugby so it was a bit of a change for me which are those are my three main sports
0: at the moment awesome that is really cool I so I played like every sport in high school but I never played rugby because the rules were so confusing to me yeah so for me in school rugby wasn't even like an option like I didn't even know
1: like, like I knew girls played rugby but it was never offered like we only had touch and that only started at my high school like, in the year that I started high school, it was never there before. So, it was, like, very new. Like, it was still a growing sport in general, like, even at other schools. But, like, I think, like, the minute I started playing, like, I just fell in love with it. Like, it's just such an incredible sport. Like, even, like, um, in the province that I play for, like, we're such a family. Like, it's so, it's so incredible.
0: That's awesome. I think rugby players have to be so athletic because, like, you're sprinting, you're agile. Like, you have to be tough, too.
1: Yeah, also like, touch and sevens are, like, similar but different. Like, they require, like, similar skills, but different, like, it's very different
0: training. Right. And then netball. Tell me about netball because I, I don't know much about that sport. So, netball for me was always, like,
1: something that i played since I was, like, six years old, like, since primary school. Um, I actually stopped playing for a bit. Um, so, um, I moved schools in grade 10, So at the end of grade 10 so like my last year of high school i didn't go to a school I played sports i only played touch because i played provincially and then when i finished school i actually started playing indoor netball again and like i just loved it and like my team like it wasn't competitive it was just like the team was competitive but it was just for fun and like it was incredible to be back and playing again so netball's more just for fun um i'm more competitive with touch and then obviously sevens is very new
0: okay yeah really cool so, so is sevens is it tackle rugby
1: Yes, it's, um, it's tackle rugby. It's like, it's like the same as fifteens, but
0: just seven people. Okay. Yeah. 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 We have, I think we have 15s in like in our high schools here and we had girls tackle and, uh, yeah, it was, it was really funny because some of my, my friends who grew up and they didn't really play any sports, they all joined rugby and a lot (laughs) of them had a lot of injuries because, being that their first sport that they played, um, they might not have had the strength and conditioning background or the the background of of different sports, so it was really cool to see that they they really loved it though, like some of them, they got concussions, and different injuries, and they all really stuck to it, so it seems really like a cool sport, and the team becomes very close-knit.
1: No, it's such a great sport, I mean thank God I've never gotten a concussion, I've only been playing for (laughs) a year, and like obviously this year because of lockdown, like and quarantine and everything, we weren't able to play, but like I didn't actually get any injuries in the year that I played, thank God.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's It seems like a crazy sport. I'm, yeah, I'd be <laughs> scared for some girl to, to <laughs> me tackle me, but it seems fun. No, I always wanted like, to play, like, oh, continue.
1: Oh, like, look, when I told my parents, I would, like, because, like, it was kind of, like, a weird way that we got into playing. Like, we were playing a touch rugby tournament, and then, like, someone, like, was, like, a scout, it was like come and try it out at a training camp and we went to a training camp. And then from there we all came back and we we're like, no, well, a lot of us really loved it. And then I was like to my parents, so I think I'm going to play. And they like, like I'm really small. They were like, we don't know if this is such a great <laughs> idea, but, but go for it. Like, like we back awesome. you, but,
0: but you're really small. Just just be careful. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I, I really like that. So I want to ask you some questions about like what you've experienced because, um, Being in those sports, did you ever experience people telling you, you know, as a girl, maybe to focus on academics or something different because there weren't these maybe professional opportunities in sport?
1: Um, So I think especially like, so when it comes to touch rugby, you have to pay to play, even at a professional Mm. level, you don't get paid. Mm. So I don't think it's like people telling me to focus on academics, but it's kind of like they were like, but you can't make a career out of it. So you shouldn't like, they're like, why are you spending so much time on it?
0: Like, it's, yeah, it's like a competitive hobby. Right. Yeah, they're like, it shouldn't be your
1: main priority. Like, you're paying to play, it's not like you're ever going to get paid to play. So right,
0: I, I actually, stuck in. yeah, that's that's tough. It's almost like we have a uh, like a national women's hockey league, and it's not necessarily pay to play, but you do have to buy your own equipment. And some people are paid maybe five thousand a year, which you know, obviously, if they're living across the, the pro or across the country to try to play that sport, they can't move if they have a job in their current city to play. So it doesn't really make it a an even playing field or something that we can focus on. I think what's so important about that with the pay to play model is if you're, if we wanna raise the level of these sports and these games and, and make them even more exciting, we have to be fully committed. Like male athletes are being paid to play and they can do that all day and they just, Focus on their training. Yet we have to do other things because we we have to pay. I think even when it
1: comes to a lot of sports, when females are paid, they paid a lot less than any of the male mm-hmm. athletes are paid.
0: Yeah, I just found out today that there's um, a new uh, tackle football like American Football League, Women's League coming to the US. I think it's going to start next year. I mean, depending on this whole pandemic and everything. And they some some girl had a multi million dollar contract and my mind was blown. So I spent like the last two hours completely researching this. Um, And it was based on the fact that the old league it went under and it was pay to play all the girls had to pay to try to play um, football. So of course, there was it wasn't at a professional level. But now the recruiting these really really great athletes and they're paying them a lot of money and it's going to be interesting to see how those kind of things take off
1: that's crazy but i mean it's so great that they finally like people like girls are being paid the, like on the same levels as like a man will get paid to play
0: yeah no i think it's really important and even if you know if you understand like that the economic side of things in some ways where of course you know if if a league isn't bringing in that much money to survive they can't pay the athletes but if people do want the the sports to grow and to be at a certain level there needs to be at least that it can be a full time job like instead of working full time doing something else at least you can make just like the base salary and not under the poverty line being an athlete no
1: 100 percent.
0: yeah do you have any any advice to um, young women who are starting up in sports and they might be you know going through the same decisions I know a lot of girls leave sports in high school do you have any advice to them to get them to stick to it
1: so I think even, like, from, like, a not professional just from, like, staying healthy, like, pe- like, I have friends who told me, like, they literally they'd play sport, like, six, five, six days a week in high school, and then they would go to university, and they wouldn't be playing anything at all. And then they would try and go back, and, like, a year later, and they, like, they literally feel like they've lost all the years they played. And, like, they also feel like they're missing out on, like, team sports and like playing with their friends like just on a social level even like it's so sociable to be able to like finish your day at university and like go to sports and nice and like be able to like you're now getting in exercise but you're still getting to see your friends you're still getting to have fun like I just think it's something that people should really stick to like it's such an enjoyable way to like stay fit and like at least you still get to see your friends and yeah no I really do think it's something people should stick to like it's really great and I mean, you never know. You meet so many people
0: people that you never would have met through sport. Yeah. I do think sports, like, they're so powerful at bringing people together. And I think it's it's unfortunate that because, you know, maybe there's not these professional opportunities or because a lot of girls get judgment in high school to go into other things, not even just from, like, males or older generations, from their own peers, um, you know, to, to change up what they do and to quit sports. So it makes it really difficult. And then it's true, they they try to figure out, okay, how do I get healthy and fit now? And they don't find a fun way. And then they do, re- they come back to sport and realize, why did I quit this? Like, it was so fun. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, it is interesting. I, I definitely, I have a lot of friends who played sports recreationally and they kept playing and it's so great. Even just playing co-ed sports, like socially and it's such a great way to stay fit because I know a lot of people struggle with the motivation to go to the gym and different things but you you go outside and have fun with your friends that's it's a great way
1: no I like even like some girls that I know they'll go to the gym but they'll be like I'm not gonna go into the weight section because like all the guys will look at me funny and I'm like that's such a ridiculous reason like anyone can go there like everyone started somewhere
0: that's exactly it yeah everyone started somewhere and I think I think a lot, it's a lot in our minds, but it's a lot for females, like even for men too. I know that they get worried about going to the gym for the first time and looking like more of a beginner like those other experienced people. Yeah. And that's in all walks of life. But I think it's, it's especially true for females. We always have that voice in our head that's like, can we do this? Are, are we enough to do this? And I think having strong female leaders that we can look up to will help with that. Exactly. And I
1: think the like, main thing is that if like, people don't realize like, time passes anyway so like whether you do something or not like those weeks are going to pass those months those years they're all going to pass eventually so like you might as well do something productive with it or something you enjoy doing or try something new like there's nothing wrong with failing as long as you keep trying
0: yeah no totally well, this is this has been awesome. I now I'm like really kicking myself that Instagram only has an hour limit. And I can only give you guys like 10 minutes each because I think I could probably talk an hour with each of you. But I think you have some great advice there. And I'm definitely yeah, I can't wait to share this even on, on the podcast what everyone said. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me and I can't wait to hear all the girls' stories. Yeah, we have Zoe up next. So once I leave, uh, leave you then Zoe, if you can send a request but yeah, thanks again, and uh, thanks for joining me so late in the night. Amazing, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Awesome, well, that was really cool. Now I'm gonna really struggle with uh, only having people on for like 10 minutes, so um, we'll have to do this again for sure. Um, Zoe, you are up next and I'm really excited to share your story. If you're on here, oh, I can, I think I can add you actually, so. We'll see if, if you get a notification then you just click and then perfect okay hey hi how's it going good how are you not too bad just enjoying it's sunny outside but someone was mowing their lawn so i'm doing the yeah. live downstairs instead yeah. I'm, I'm jealous you're outside so I'm, I'm really excited to share your story because you shared a lot with me we chatted a lot about it last night but maybe yeah. let's start out with what sports you do and, and your age and where you're from i play hockey and lacrosse
2: I'm 17. My main sport is lacrosse. And, yeah, I play for Team Ontario for lacrosse.
0: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. I've played both boys and girls for both. And I think that's been big.
0: Yeah. I think you're one of the only athletes that we have on who has played uh, boy sports. And I I know exactly – how how you feel with that I used to play boys baseball so I was like the only girl on the team and then I actually did I played on Team Ontario women's baseball which was like a different change because where I'm from in Ottawa I think in around the Toronto area there's women's baseball teams but in Ottawa at the time there weren't any so I didn't even know that like there was these teams so it was so cool to meet all these like-minded people who played this sport and had a women's league um, down there but what was your experience like playing boys and then making the shift over
2: well, for lacrosse, I started out playing boys because there was never a girls team for my age. And it was actually, they welcomed me with open arms and I was always treated really, really great playing boys lacrosse. And they always got me really nice equipment and the boys were always really nice. And I didn't get, at least from my players, I didn't get judged because I was the only goalie. And That's good. I was really small, so I got judged from other people, but yeah, I really, I enjoyed playing boys lacrosse. I switched over eventually when I got to Bantam age, just because of my height, I was really small, but I loved playing boys, boys hockey wasn't so, but I- Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I I remember my brother had one girl and she was she was in my high school, but a couple years younger. And she would play always on my brother's team. She played boys hockey. And it was it was cool to see. But you could also see that there was, you know, there's judgment and and especially in hitting hockey, you know, some people were worried, are they are they going to get judged if they hit the girl? Or then some people would personally want to hit hit the girl. So it's did you ever experience stuff like that?
2: Well, I think I've been hit more in girls lacrosse than I did. (laughs) <laughs> every boy's lacrosse but yeah i didn't really get hit in boys lacrosse I, the boys were very protective of me i that's found good. which was really always good and then i came to girls lacrosse and it was kind of everyone's a girl so <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah that's that's really interesting tell me a bit more about like i know we ch- chatted last night about some of the things with i was sharing with you that playing women's high school hockey um we got the boys practice jerseys like and then yeah. we would crush a game like win like 10 nothing the boys would tie a game and it was all over the news or not the news but like the school news like oh they tied or oh they won 1-0 nothing and it was like you know yeah. say you score a hat trick and no one cares because no one came to watch how did yeah tell me more about no that no one came to group. watch
2: our games i mean the boys games not a lot of people but still a little bit more than the girls but yeah, it just was different. Girls yeah. sports and boys sports is uh, two different things.
0: Yeah, it, it's unfortunate. And I wish, like, you know, if they highlighted it more, because I know you were saying about the order that they put the the boys and girls games, so it was harder for people to actually go and watch the women's games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I feel like if they talked about it more, more people would go.
0: Yeah, if I think a lot yeah a lot of people don't know when the games are, or they put the they highly put the men's games first, or I think you were telling me a little bit about like homecoming,
2: yeah, if they talked about girls' sports as much as they talked about like boys basketball or boys volleyball, I think a lot more people would go our arenas only down the road from our school, so it made it very convenient for people to go watch
0: right, yeah. Yeah, I think it was the same with with yeah girls and and boys hockey at my school too. The the times of the games even were put so like everyone would go watch the boys, but no one. It was like my parents and the Stamps yeah. at the girls' games. Yeah, yeah.
2: My parents come sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what what would you like to see changed, or what what ways do you think that people can improve to better support women in sport, especially like who are your age?
2: I think they just need
0: to talk about it more
2: make it more known
0: yeah
2: because when I started playing lacrosse I didn't really know about the sport Mm. because it was there's no girls team my age there was no girls playing my age I think when I started there might have been one other girl on the team
0: but mostly
2: I was the only girl
0: yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, even I know that's definitely like, even at the local level, we need to talk about it more. But I think it's about the stat is like 4% of sports media is for female athletes. So yeah. for young girls, if you saw like a an amazing female lacrosse player, then that's going to motivate you to try to find whatever league there is in the area or whatever. Yeah. Even if you play with the boys, you're going to be motivated to do it. But we just don't have like, we don't put female athletes in those role model positions as much as we do the male athletes and those the sports that they play.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think it would just make it so much better and girls would want to join, play more sports.
0: Yeah, no, totally. So you have any advice for for young athletes who are your age or even younger than you um, who may be experiencing some of the same issues that you did and how they can just, like, stay motivated to stay in sports? Well, I don't
2: give up because I think I peaked at lacrosse. Like, I just peaked. Well, I just started getting better and just – started getting more serious about it oh sorry <laughs> it's all
3: um
2: yeah so I just started getting better and I wanted to give up for the longest time but I just kept going had a lot of support from That's my awesome. friends and family yeah That's,
0: yeah so important yeah awesome well thank you so much for sharing your story Um yeah. And yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. I know we've chatted a lot like in DMs about the different things that that you've experienced in sport. And so, yeah, keep leading the way and keep crushing it.
2: Okay. Thanks.
0: (laughs) All right. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye. All right. So up next we have Haley and she is Haley, I think, yeah, you're from Ottawa. So I'm excited because you're local. I'm gonna add you. Perfect. Hey. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Not too bad. You're in Ottawa, right? I am. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm actually I'm in Cornwall right now, but I I live in Ottawa, so yeah.
3: Oh, cool. Yeah, I grew up in a t- small town in between Ottawa and Cornwall, so super familiar.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I probably drive right past it every week. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're you're one of the older athletes we have on here, and I'm really excited to chat because of all the different things that you do. Maybe give us a little bit more about your background.
3: Sure. So, um, you know, I was the, the typical kid that did all the sports. Um, anything I could get my hands on. My big ones were I did martial arts for 10 years, um, and then – focused on basketball and then I found rugby and fell in love with rugby and uh so that's my big sport right now but I also just love like general
0: fitness and working out and going to the gym awesome no I yeah I, I was talking I don't know if you saw the, the first guest but yeah rugby mm-hmm. is is like a, a foreign sport to me I played every sport but rugby is like the rules are just too complicated like can we just play football <laughs>
3: I remember learning the rules on the pitch during my first game. I did something and I got a penalty and they're like, that's illegal. And I'm just like, oh, now I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. This it's yeah, it's an interesting game, but it really looks fun. And everyone I know who does play it, like once you learn the rules and I'm sure it's like an amazing sport to play.
3: Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a good r- big sense of community in the rugby community. Um. I mean, you kind of get familiar with people when you're, that close and personal in a scrum, <laughs> grabbing true. onto each other's and stuff.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: definitely get uh, familiar with their teammates, and I think that's the best part of it is the community.
0: Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That's that's really good to hear. And I think, yeah, just watching some of my friends play rugby in high school it seemed like the same experience. Like, they really bonded with their teammates versus people who do track and field, different things you do, but it's just, it's in a different way. Like, you're really like comrades on the field when, when you're playing those sports. Yeah, protect each other. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd love to to get into some of like the judgment that you've experienced because you shared some with me. And I think it's it's very similar to some of the experiences that I've had. And you mentioned that you come from like a very like a family who's had a lot of, of boys in the family. How how was that?
3: I do. So um, I was the first girl in my family for a long time. My grandmother had four boys. Um, mm-hmm. So when we came along, it was like, oh, my gosh, hallelujah. We want to dress her up in pretty skirts and dresses mm-hmm. and things. And it was like, rather play sports, <laughs> my grandma will still tease me about wanting to dress me up um so so, yeah, not kind of like having that connection with anyone in my immediate family was kind of hard, but I knew that i I loved it, and it was something that I was good at, and I enjoyed doing it, so um, that's something that i I just kept drawing myself to, and even like younger in school, I happened to in my class, you know, super small town, there were only two other girls. So all of my friends were oh, boys. Wow. Yeah. Um until uh middle school. <laughs> so all my friends were boys. And you know, we were all great on the field because, you know, I was a good player. They liked having me on their team. <laughs> but when it came time to, you know, hang out after school or like go and do stuff, it was like, oh we don't want to hang out with the girl. We want to mm. hang out with the girl.
0: Yeah. No, I totally, totally feel that. Like growing up, I was like, you know, all the girls that they would do different things during recess and I was all about like, okay, I want to play sports. So whatever the guys are doing, I'm doing at recess. They want to play soccer, baseball, they want to play soccer. They want to play manhunt. They want to uh, play basketball. I was in. And even though like I was I was really good, like in gym class, for example, I would win the beep test against the guys or different things like that. They would, if any other girl wanted to play and it was like a girl who they wanted to like date or something, not a girl who played with them all the time, she's gonna get picked first. And then I'm like, what the heck? Like I'm over here and I'm I'm trying to play Yeah, it was, it was very similar. Like they supported me on the field if I was playing well, but off the field, it wasn't like, let's hang out. That just didn't happen. Yeah,
3: it yeah, was so lame.
0: Yeah, and it, it almost makes you feel a little bit disconnected from, because, you know, I had a lot of friends who, the like, girlfriends, and we would hang out after, and then I had the guy friends who, they're the people who I mostly hanged out with most of the time, and you almost are, like, in that no man's land in the middle, because the girls are, like, why are you ditching us and playing sports, and then the guys are, like, you know, you can't hang out with us after sports.
3: Yeah, it's hard to, like, fit in anywhere.
0: yeah. Yeah, so uh yeah, did, what were some of those things that, that maybe like comments you got or different things that you experienced that um that like just going through that? Um,
3: you know, I think I definitely, you know, wanted to, I wanted to be like the tomboy and the boy and strong and stuff, but at the same time like people kinda made fun of you for that. Like I and even just for being like goal oriented and hardworking, mm-hmm. like being made fun of in high school for like, oh, you do too much. You can't focus on one thing. But it's like I'm doing all of these things, and I'm excelling in them. Like, why wouldn't I want to do all of these things? Yeah.
0: Oh no, I I totally feel you. I'm like my my whole motto these days is like effort is cool, and I I know mm-hmm. I got judged a lot for that, and now I try to speak a lot about that because I think you know maybe you get judged from it then, but it's going to pay off long term. And I think it's unfortunate, but I think it also comes from like when you're a teen, like it, it's not necessarily your fault. It's not necessarily the people who are judging's fault. It's like our brains are just oriented to really try to fit in and we want to fit in. And so when we are like, we are driven to do sports and we're, we're standing out, we're still driven to like, we want acceptance. And so do the other people. So they see the popular person making fun of this person. They're going to join in because they want acceptance. And you know, they're maybe not at the maturity level to make those decisions on their own or be strong enough to kind of stand out from the crowd. And so it's just an interesting cycle of like, I don't even know the answer of how we do break that. But I do think it starts from having these, like what we see, we replicate. So if we don't have these like strong female role models, then, or we see that women can do this and women can do sports and becomes normalized, it's just gonna, you know, keep going through the generations.
3: Yeah, I think even like talking to, I know they started kind of talking about this in high school, but even to young, younger people, is about, like, goal setting, and about, like, having goals, and working to achieve those goals, like, I don't remember learning about, like, how to be disciplined, and, mm-hmm. like, and that's what always motivated me, and still motivates me, um, to, you know, continue in sports, is the goal, like, I have goals for myself, and I want to work at them, and achieve them, because that's what makes me feel good about myself, I don't yeah. think that we present that as an option to people, people don't realize that it's that whole like effort effort isn't cool thing
0: yeah no totally and now you you coach and you're on like a a majority male staff how was that
3: ma'am uh so i yeah i played for the college for three years um and then i graduated but i still uh didn't feel like my time with the team was done and i was accepted onto the coaching staff and we have a coaching staff of three other guys and then me and our um head therapist is athletic therapist is a woman as well but uh you know being the only female coach on a coach of women especially Mm -hmm. in the age of like 18 to 22 is really important that they have like someone they feel that they can relate to um even like especially during that time period and balance school and relationships and you know trying to find yourself as a person um sports you know goes back to that community thing is like you want to have people that you feel like you can trust and so being a woman on that coaching staff is it's very important to me that um I feel that the athletes can like come to me and stuff
0: like that. That's yeah, that's so important. So keep up the good work on that. Because I think that's so key. Like growing up, you know, playing women's hockey, it's mostly just like the, the girls dads. And it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Now looking back, I'm like, why didn't we have like any, you know, former players or, um, you know, some of the girls moms, but I think that could change in this next generation, like as we become moms later, maybe we're going to be the ones who are going to be coaching our kids in, in hockey or different sports that we used to play. So I'm hoping, you know, that kind of stuff improves.
3: Yeah, for sure. Because if you think about, like, our generation, and then think about our parents' generation, who would be the coaches, the people that we're looking up to, um, that's p- probably, it. they had the same struggles and more. So it's even more important for people like us to, you know, be those role mo- models for the younger generation so that it continues to build and build
0: yeah that's why I think like sharing stories is so important because if you don't know that like other people went through it it's hard to relate and I think that's why I say you have like an all-male coaching staff you're like they didn't they didn't get my experiences and growing up I didn't think much about it but now looking back I'm like oh that, that could have been a big difference maker just having one or two
3: mm-hmm, for sure
0: yeah well thank you so much for joining me keep up the amazing work with coaching and everything and yeah thank you so much for sharing your story Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, bye. All right, so up next we have Aroba. And I'm going to, here we go. Hey. Hey, Nelly, how's it going? Not too bad, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Awesome. So where are you from? Uh, Like, where are you? I know you said you're from Egypt, but where are you living here in in Canada? And what sports do you do? Um, So I'm
4: originally from Egypt. I come from Alexandria, Egypt, but I moved here to Canada um, about two, three years ago. I live in Burlington, Ontario, which is like an hour away from Toronto, something like that. And are you uh, you guys still in lockdown?
0: Like We're not Toronto actually area? no. Oh, okay. Everything's
4: everything's pretty much open. Like masks are mandatory. Um pretty much everywhere you go, malls, stores, and everything. Um, but everything's pretty much open. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's great. Gyms, yeah.
4: Like my gym just um opened actually like two weeks ago,
0: which was really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's that's good news. I know like Toronto was kinda like stuck and I think they're still like a little bit behind the rest of the province.
4: Yeah, totally. Um, Toronto, uh, even during when, like, everything was crazy, um, coronavirus, like, around May or June, they weren't in lockdown at all. So, which is why they're, they have to keep doing it for a little bit longer, I guess.
0: Yeah. Oh hey Nick! Yeah, best news of all time. Gyms are open. Yes, this is really good news. I think gyms are open yeah. pretty much across Canada, and then, I don't know about the states if it's different per province, but yeah, I think gyms are open almost everywhere now, which is really really good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I, I yeah let's and let's talk so- more about like I know you swim and you do CrossFit. Yeah,
4: so um I've been swimming ever since I was a little baby. My parents kind of wanted me to have that experience, so I think. Uh, Even before I could start walking, I was in the water for, and then I kept doing it until I was like um, 17 or something. I'm 20 right now. And I played a little bit of table tennis, didn't really feel myself in it. And I got introduced into CrossFit um, about four years ago, but I was very, very timid about it. It was kind of like a scary experience, you know, the barbell and everyone's loud and everyone's dropping it. It's it's a little bit... um, (laughs) yeah it's a little bit intimidating but um yeah that's this this is the sport that I want to continue doing forever, and I've found myself in it and I found and I'm loving it. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I really, yeah, I love that. And I, you know, I was scared too. I actually had like a really big base of strength training from, you know, being a snowboarder and all those things and having to train for that. But the first time I walked into a CrossFit gym, I was like, I didn't talk to anybody. And I didn't want to like go early because <laughs> I didn't want to like sit, stand there awkwardly not knowing anybody. I was so like yeah. socially anxious about it. Um, but you yeah. know, now that you once you join the community, it's like no big deal to go drop in at another gym somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah, that's so true. That's awesome. So tell me about your experience uh, growing up as, you know, being someone who was into sports and then now into CrossFit. Have you ever experienced any judgment or different things about it? Um, and yes, I'm
4: like, I mean, I, overall, I feel like I'm thankful for having a great support system. My parents are very supportive. In fact, my mom even does CrossFit. And I have like a good community. However, I've definitely had to face um, like a little bit of judgment because I'm a girl doing weights, which is going to get me bulky if I keep doing it for too long. And um, I used to go to these like generic gyms where there's like just weight rooms and like mirrors and stuff like that um, before starting CrossFit. So when I started CrossFit, I was kind of doing both at the same time. And like one of maybe the things that I do kind of remember all the time in the back of my head was like a gym like an open gym where there's the weights and stuff and I remember I was like the only girl in the the room and it was very like it it needed a lot of push for me and I was like no you got this just go and do whatever you want to do and I did and I remember I was practicing my um like cleans with an empty bar so no weights at all. I was just doing it just to practice, like, the technique and whatever. And I remember this person just kept eyeing me for some time, and I didn't know if I was, like, in their place or am I doing something <laughs> wrong or something. I didn't know what it was. And then – um, so the bar was really, really light, and this person just came up and was like, you're doing it wrong. And without introduction, without anything, just grabs the bar and kind of does a couple cleans yeah. in front of me. And I was like, we, like – you know, I would have accepted help if it was in a different way. And if it was like, hey, um, I know you could do it a little bit a little better. Uh, would you like me to help you? And if my answer was yes, mm. I would have gladly accepted the help. And in fact, I love to learn. I want to, you know, be friends with everyone. But what he was trying to do was, you know, show me that like, you know, you're here, and I'm a little bit here. So maybe sick to the treadmill or something like that. And this is like mm. one thing that kind of made me, yeah, it made me question myself a lot and kind of you know think twice before even going to the gym
0: um yeah alone and stuff without a group uh I know. I hate those 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 little, little things like microaggressions, but they, they add up and they're mm-hmm. a big thing. And a lot of us female athletes and just females in general have to deal with that all the time. Like little microaggressions yeah. that they really like chip away. And I remember once I had a I was in a cast. I broke my um I broke my ankle and oh. so my mom was driving me to the gym. I think I was eighteen at the time. And so she was driving me back and forth to the gym because I still wanted to train, but I couldn't drive. I had crutches in my cast. That's and awesome. I was doing uh rows and I was doing like weight more than this guy and he just came up to me and was like, that's not how you do it, you should do it like to here. And I was like, I had my uh, personal trainer yeah. certification, I was on the national team, so I worked with strength and conditioning coaches and I was like, well, wow. "Like, I'm doing them the way I'm doing them for a reason, like, and he did the exact same thing, he didn't introduce himself or anything, he just like came up and said like, do this. And I'm like literally there with yeah. like my crutches and my cast, so I was like, really? Like, <laughs> You're gonna tell me, just no. let me do just, my thing. It's same. very uh, uncalled for. And guys don't do that other guys like they don't go up to this other guy at the gym and are like, especially if they're lifting heavy or they're, you know, they're doing their their weight training and they're not like, uh, yeah, you don't know what you're doing. Do this. It's yeah, it's kind of silly.
4: Yeah, it is. And I feel like that's the thing about um, like. I feel like in the world, we need a lot more female leaders and athletes and teams, it it needs to come out and needs to be more publicly talked about, because that's what's going to help girls build up the bravery to kind of go to the gym, go work out, go do whatever and not think about what other people think, you know, it took me a really, really long time. And I feel like it's still a process, you know, I'm still working on every day to kind of let go of what everyone has to say, you know, it's my body, as long as I'm not doing anything wrong, everything's approved by um, a trainer, and I'm not hurting myself, I shouldn't worry about, oh my god, what is this person going to think, and uh, about, like, how I'm moving, why I'm moving, what I'm wearing, you know, I always have this kind of mentality of wearing kind of a thousand layers, and tying something around my waist, because (laughs) I'm always, I'm always afraid of, you know, being judged for, you know, the way I look, which is, you know, it's kind of silly, because, we all are kind of unique in our own way. And we should like really accept that and love that honestly.
0: Yeah, no, I I love that. And I think, yeah, we we all have this fear of being judged. And I think going back to the conversation I had just just before you came on is like, we all want to be accepted. And so it's hard for us to get rid of that, that worry about judgment of what people think. But yeah, unfortunately that's other people's own insecurities that come out and then they, they put it on other people.
4: Yeah, and exactly. It's also it goes back to what you were talking about with Zoe at, at the beginning of the live, where you said that like girls have to deal with with uh, like one more thing um, compared to boys. Like girls have to deal with like of course the physical um, challenges of the sport, but also the proving yourself in front of um, these guys that you're you know you're capable and you're worthy of the sport. When you know what this is a weight that we shouldn't be carrying around.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah, it's like an additional stressor. It's even it, even for girls who are just sports fans. Like you tell a guy you're a sports fan. That, that I love when people post about this. It's so funny. It's like you say you're a sports fan. They're like, okay, name like five players from the 1970s. I, I know. This is a typical. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no do you even know five players? Like you, you can be into sports and <laughs> they not wouldn't have they know would every not. single person or have to prove like. Oh yeah, it blows my mind. I know. Well, yeah, thank you so much, much for coming on. Um, this has been awesome. Thank you so much, and, and, like, Natalie. I, I love what I you're I wish I could doing. spend even more time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank so, you ha- so have much. a great rest of your
0: evening. Thanks. You too. All right. Up next, we have Alex. Let's see here. Hey. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How are you? I am good. Oh, I hear the dogs and they sound awesome.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm at my friend's house right now. Awesome.
0: But, yeah, I'm so excited to be on here. Oh, I'm excited to have you. Uh, when you messaged, I know we had like five people and I was like, oh, we have to add in her because, yeah, you have some big goals. And so tell me a little bit more about those goals and stuff. Um, so I've been doing CrossFit for about
5: two or three years now and I've been doing powerlifting for two years and my dream right now is to go to the games by 2025 the CrossFit games by 2025 and be the best woman on earth by
0: 2030. Nice I
5: like it that's so awesome. Yeah I'm it's hard right now with the quarantine and everything just getting out of it. We, me and my mom love doing CrossFit, and we both gained a lot of weight during quarantine.
0: So, it's been hard for us to get back at it. Ah, oh, oh well. It's it's all good. It'll make you stronger. Mass moves mass, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what what's your your experience been like with being being a woman in sport, especially in a sport like CrossFit, where you have to be so strong? Do you experience anything like with your school classmates? Um. I've been
5: through a little bit of bullying. Like, I've been called, like, the bulky girl. Or, like,
0: hmm.
5: people don't know how to um, react when I say I work out or I do CrossFit and I gain a lot of muscle. I People, like, guys at school will always say, oh, my God, I can lift more than you. Or, um, like, you're not going to be good at it. You're not going to make it to the CrossFit Games. Like, but you just have to – you have to ignore that and not let it bother you. Cause if you let it bother you, then that's what brings you down and you're not, you gotta, you gotta keep up your, you gotta keep your head up high.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's, that's awesome. But I'm so sorry that they do that. I know it's, it's kind of what happens in, in school. Um, what's really cool about CrossFit is there's so many amazing strong women who are paid equal to lead the way and inspire the, the next generation, like Catherine Tia, and all those girls.
5: Yeah, I look up to them, and you all so much. I look <laughs> up to them so much. It, it's incredible of what they can do, and I... I want to say I want to look like them, but everybody's everybody's body is different, and, like, you can't have a goal to look like them when your body might not react that way to fitness or the way you train, because the way you train and the way you eat is also different the way that they train and what they eat.
0: Oh, girl, your mindset is, like, on point right now, because I think a lot of people look at, at those athletes and say, I want to look like them, but it's you want to perform like that and whatever your body looks like in the process, who cares, you know? Yeah.
5: I, I love CrossFit because I did, I did jump rope competitive jump rope since I was in fourth grade and I loved it, but I, I didn't love it as much as I love CrossFit because the way, the way jump rope was, we were training for maybe like six, like one practice would be eight hours. And then another oh practice would be four hours. <laughs> we would practice for like 16 hours a week and it was so tiring and it was so wrecking and we would never get like, the um. we would have this practice called team show and it was like the best jumpers on our team. And we would have that on every Saturday and we would have a, it was eight hours long and we got a 15 minute break for lunch. And that was probably our longest break that we had during that practice. It was so tiring. I couldn't, my body couldn't handle it. So I finally had to quit and I found CrossFit and I love CrossFit so much. I don't think I could ever quit it.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Well, definitely, definitely keep at it. Do you have
5: any um, tips for young girls who are just starting CrossFit? Never get up, never give up, never give up. No matter what's in
0: your way, don't give up. Oh, I love that so much. Wow. I'm I'm so happy that you have that mindset about the whole body image and everything. Um, especially from a young age. That's so important. So keep keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Um we're guys, we're gonna have Sasha up next, who was actually she was one of the people who came up with this idea of this whole thing. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And good all the best with your CrossFit. Keep me, keep me in the loop with how you go how it goes. No no problem. <laughs> all right, bye. hey hey how are you good how are you you have like the best background ever (laughs) thank you you're welcome (laughs) to come anytime uh yes i have to come you know that i can speak some spanish really do you
6: yeah my uh my
0: mom's side of the family is from venezuela so uh, oh great my mom is from venezuela too oh no way yeah i grew up uh yeah she spoke to me only in spanish for three years and then my brother was born and he was like not learning english well he wasn't like speaking and they took him to the doctor and they said they have to stick with one language and my dad doesn't speak any spanish so it's been english so now he's better at spanish than i am which makes no sense (laughs) yeah i mean
6: i love languages like i'm a big fan of learning new languages i love french i love portuguese and like growing up it was one of my hobbies like to learn a new language because you know when you learn a new language you're able to talk to more people and like find out more about more cultures and that And my mom, like, having her Venezuelan accent and my Mexican accent, that really helped me to, like, understand more languages and accents. So it's been great, like, to be able to learn so much.
0: That's so cool. It's so true. Like I had a lot of friends like on the snowboard team that came from Quebec. And I felt at first when they didn't know English as well, it was hard to like get their personality across and like yeah. understand them. But then as I learned more French and they learned more English, I was like, oh, you guys are like, you, you could understand their humor and everything much better. Yeah, totally. It's so fun. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, you're from Mexico. You're uh, 17, I believe, correct? Yeah. Yep. And you compete on the national team in canoe slalom. So are yeah. you going for Tokyo? Um, yes. Well, it's, like,
6: honor you. But in the Pan Am Games, I broke my elbow. Ah, oh, um, no. So I had a tendon transplant, and they had to mm-hmm. reconstruct many of my ligaments. So I'm still recovering. Actually, quarantine was good for my career because, you know, the everything's delayed. So. Yeah, yeah, so I still have a chance. But my sight, oh, I'm so sorry, there's a lot of it. <laughs> no worries. Like, like, my eyes are set on Paris. Because I'm still very young, so I still have a long way to go. I've been training uh, elite sports since I was four years old. I used to be a gymnast. And growing up as a gymnast really made me focus on, like, you have to be consistent. Because I was in the, like, Future Promises team. So Mm -hmm. we would train, like, from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Then we would go to school. And then from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. So, like, every single day like that, it was like, I need to train, and I need to finish my homework, and I need to study. So, my parents, they're both, well, they used to be athletes. My mom used to be a pro ballet dancer, and my dad used to race cars. I have an older oh, wow. brother who plays um, American football. So, it has never been an option at home, like, not to play a sport. Like, <laughs> you have to play a sport. So, it was amazing growing up as a gymnast. Then a couple years later, maybe I was, I think I was, like, seven or eight. My coach, he was from the States. He had to go back to the States. So I had no sport left. Uh. I tried every single sport you can think of. (laughs) I know how to play golf. I I used to, like, dive for a year or so. Oh, yeah, that's an awesome sport. It's awesome. And, I mean, I love, like, adrenaline and crazy stuff. So, like, I would always jump from the 10-meter Platform, like from my second class, so that was really fun. And then I had to quit it because I had an injury. So I started, I don't know. Oh, I started playing American football like preseason, but I was the only girl in like the team. Yeah, because I didn't like, like like football. That wasn't my thing. I like to hit people. <laughs> Cause you know, growing up with my brother playing American football, it was like I want to do that too. Like I really look up to my brother, so it was like I want to be like him. His coaches like let me in the team because you know I was a younger sister, so yeah. she can play, and she was always like a sporty and that. So I tried out, and I was like with all like my classmates were there because you know all the guys want to be like football players and that. So they would make fun of me, like, she's a girl, and what is she even doing here? Like, Willow the Voice. So every time, like, at the class, I'd get pissed off and, like, start telling them. I've always been the kind of girl that stands up for herself. So every time I got a bit pissed off, they would go off and start, like, she's going to kick your ass, or she's going to beat you up because she's stronger <laughs> than you. And I was like, dude, just because I'm a nothing doesn't mean I'm going to, like, go crazy and, like, kill everyone,
0: you know? Oh, that no, that, that same hard. thing, yeah, that, that always happens to me, people are like, Nat is, like, strong, and she does CrossFit, like, don't, and I was, it's so don't funny, with her. Yeah. I'm the least confrontational person ever, like, I will not say one thing bad about anybody, and so, I'm like, what yeah. do you guys think, if someone wanted to fight, I'd run away, like, so
6: yeah. Yeah, and it's so funny, because, you know, I, there's, like, this uh, story that has to me to my mind, like, for so long, after I quit playing American football, because my parents, like, saw that i really loved it but i'm crazy and i like really stick to the sport so every time we had to tackle someone like i would really get there so it was like you're not gonna be a pro football player because because there wasn't a league back then and yeah. there is ending mexico like a female football playing league you know like you're not gonna risk injuring yourself just to play with boys for a couple of years so i had to quit um american football And there was, like, a bus trip to somewhere from school. And, like, boys were really um, laughing about me. Like, she's so strong, but she's not strong enough. And, -hmm. like, they were like, yeah, she pretends to be really strong. And she's, like, an athlete and that, but I bet she isn't really that good because they never saw me compete. So they started, like, a push-up competition. Mm -hmm. And then they started challenging me and I was just sitting there, like, minding my own business, and it was fun, because, you know, all of the girls, they liked, like, they were, like, giving their seats to them, and, yeah, go ahead, sit, because there weren't enough seats in in the bus, so then, like, all of the girls are seated in the place, and they turn to me, and they say, like, no, you can sit in the stairs, like, in the floor, with Mm. all, and I was, like, that's not, like, really kind of you, but okay, I don't mind, like, I'm gonna sit in the stairs, I've I've been doing it for my whole life, you know, playing, being an athlete teaches you how to sleep on the floor, so (laughs) I didn't even mind, and I was, like, sitting on the floor with my headphones on, listening to music, and they started the push-up competition, and they started, like, making fun of me, like, trying Mm -hmm. to challenge me, but in a mocking kind of way, so then, like, I get so pissed, I stand up, and I'm like, okay, let's hit it, so he starts, like, we start at the same time, and we were at... 83, I remember, we were at 83 push-ups, I don't know, like, where all of those push-ups came from me, like, I have no clue, but then, like, we're at 90, and he gives up, <laughs> and I keep going till like, where really he cut me off, like, you, were, you did the
0: 100 push-ups?
6: Yeah, I did it, and, like, people stopped making fun of me from that moment on, because it was like, okay, mm-hmm. she's actually nothing, like, she is strong, but, but you always like, have to
0: prove yourself as a, yeah, as a female <laughs>
6: Yeah, like you were saying, like, in the beginning of the story, like, people always want you to prove, like, okay, I like soccer, name a few athletes, like, from Mm. 1970, like, I don't even know, like, that many athletes from my (laughs) own sport, you know, but, like, I've also gotten another kind of judgment, which is, like, you're too feminine to be an athlete.
0: Mm And that's, that's kind of the other spectrum that we haven't talked about with the other athletes before. And I think, you know, that that's almost like it's internalized misogyny in in a way. And I think, you know, a lot of us have that because we were raised with these judgments. So it's our work
6: to, like, fix that. Yeah, and it's really hard because, you know, I'm the only girl in my team. And before I started actually uh, practicing cano slalom, I used to play soccer. But the National Soccer League, like professional soccer league for women, it's been on in Mexico for only three years. And I used to be a soccer player, like, five years ago. So I was the only girl in the team, and then, like, a few of my teammates from school. Like, there was a female uh, team at school, but we wanted, like, something bigger. So we joined the junior leagues of professional football clubs in our city. And, like, the coach kept making fun of us, like, the actual coach. And he was like, yeah, but you're not good enough to be with boys. And I was Mm -hmm. a goalkeeper. So, like, we were only four girls in the team versus uh, 30 guys. So he would make a team only of girls to, like, have them kick ourselves, you know, like, when It was, like, mm-hmm. kind of a sabotage. How do you say that? Sabotage, yeah. Yeah, yeah that. And it was, like, really hard because he's, like, we want to learn to be better, like, as an athlete. And you're just trying to make fun of us. So we start playing. And – we won like five girls versus 20 boys and we won because we were so pissed at those kind of comments you know it's like dude we can actually win because we want it and we're training as hard as they are like i don't see any point of difference so then i started playing in because i broke my knee like playing soccer at right. uh, the final so i had to find another sport because my mom wouldn't let me stop doing sports so i started doing kind and i was the only girl And there's, like, this moment that really sticks to my mind because I had a coach who was really supportive of me. Like, he was like, yeah, you have something, and you can make it. And I had eyelash extensions on that day. And you you actually have to wait a couple of days before you can put water in them. Mm. So you cannot get any water on your eyelash extensions for two days. So I go to training in the river, and I'm like, yeah, can I just train, like, physical part and technique outside of the water because that was what we were supposed to do that day but he changed it Mm. he was like if you want to be part of this team and if you want to be the only girl here you're going to have to stick to it like I don't even care about your eyelash extensions you want it to be here and now you're going to work for it and that was really mind changing because that was always my mentality but it was like that year where you're trying to fit in with all of the girls at school because you're not like thin enough or you're too bulky or that so i really wanted to look like the other girls
0: by the so, way i don't want to cut you off but instagram just told me it's it has like 10 seconds left which is the worst i hate when it does this don't worry don't worry so <laughs> we have to buy well, it off. well i'll restart it and i'll add you i'll add you in and like it's, it says we have three seconds so guys i'm okay. gonna restart this live and we'll Alright, we're continuing this live because Instagram cut us off, and I really want to continue with Sasha's story because she was one of the originators and creators of this whole kind of idea. So, um, it's unfortunate to cut her off right in the middle of a story she was telling about her judgment um, on the other side of being a woman in sport. Where... Oh, here she is. So, we're, we're going to let her continue it from... Hey, Mia. Hey, okay, Yay. we can continue now.
6: <laughs> okay, that's I'm I'm so glad that you actually liked this idea because I I think this is so important to show to like younger generations.
0: I th- I think so too, especially because like a lot of us who are in an older generation, like we it were so far removed from what, what happened to us in high school, right? Like I can look yeah. back and be like that story was so impactful because it helped me become who I was, but looking back of like talking with someone who's going through it and experiencing it or have has experienced it more recently is so important especially with people who are leading the way now as well as people who are leading the way after being retired from sport like myself um you know it's you guys who we want to change it for and the generation even younger than you guys so totally yeah
6: yeah i mean i feel like i've been on both sides of the judgment like you're either like too mali to be with the like nice girls and the feminine girls and then you are too feminine to be with the athlete girls so I feel like you're stuck in the middle it's really hard actually because you're not there's
0: these stereotypes and you know you're you're you you don't have to fit into one of those groups but
6: yeah yeah and like it's like you're you don't have the image of an athlete or you don't have the image of like a usual girl like from here because girls here really like to be on heels and like that's great because I love it too. And we can all love it. Like being an athlete isn't like you cannot wear heels if you're an athlete, you know? And I feel like that's something we really have to break because that's not true. And I remember like in my last uh world championship last year, like I like getting like my makeup done or, or putting an outfit, but because I like it not to impress anyone, but it like it boosts my Like, my mood, and I just feel better when I'm looking good and feeling good. So I remember, like, my coach coming to me, and he was like, you're not worried enough about your, like, training as much as you're worried about, like, what you look like. And I actually had a broken elbow at the time. And, like, I was forced to compete with a broken elbow. So that was really hard, and I was like, yeah, I am worried about my training, and I'm doing, like, the best I can. And, like, I don't see why it is a problem that, like, my training is over. Like, I can just, like, the way I want. Do what you want to make you feel good for the competition. Yeah, totally. And I was like, my training is over. You don't have to mind about me looking good or not looking good enough. And he was like, yeah, but you should only wear, like, joggers and a hoodie when you're, like, competing. And I'm like why can i only wear that like if i want to wear that that's great because i love wearing like hoodies and jerseys i'm I'm a big fan of that but why do i have to like i hate it when people want to force me into something i don't feel like doing and like that kind of judgment is in sports too and i don't feel like we talk about it enough and for example one thing that i really love about you is that you speak up a lot about depression or like imposter syndrome, which is something I've gone through. And for example, you usually hear the story of, I didn't have support, like people weren't supportive enough for me to like speak up. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely, definitely not my case. Like I have the best support system you can ever think of. Like my parents are always, always there for me. My friends are there for me. My teammates were there for me. So it was kind of hard thinking like okay I am depressed like I'm not depressed because like people are have been so nice to me I cannot be depressed and like sometimes you feel afraid of like speaking of like
0: you feel guilty
6: yeah because it's like I don't want to tell my parents are I am depressed because they're gonna feel like they've done something wrong Mm. you know and that's hard because it's like they've done everything wrong like right I'm sorry (laughs) I'm kind (laughs) of nervous they've done everything right they're always there for me But sometimes things don't go right and you are living your best life because you're traveling and you're getting all of this amazing experiences, but still something in you, it's not good. And it's either like an injury that happened to me. I broke my elbow a day before my very first Pan Games. Or it's like you are being too judged or you're the only girl or they tell you you're not enough. Like, all of those things happen to me i i used to get texts from people telling me i wasn't good enough and that that's i'm not terrible. gonna get anywhere yeah and like people do it to like bring you down like a lot of people will always want you to be down and that's not good but once you understand your value and like it's okay not to be okay but you should always fight to like feel better because you know people were telling me you're not good enough so Every time I was, like, at a world championship or something, like, a big competition, I was, like, yeah, I don't deserve to be here. Like, I'm not good enough to be here. So that would really stick to my mind. And I was, like, yeah, I'm here, but I'm just here to, like, feel in the spot, which wasn't true. I've earned Mm -hmm. everything I have, you know. But sometimes it's, like, hard to understand that when you're getting so much judgment. And, like, when you have on one side, you're being judged. On the other side, you're being praised and supported by your family and your loved ones. So it's like, I don't know who to believe. Like, (laughs) the people, like, the people were there judging me. And as an athlete, I actually found this out not so long ago. Being an athlete since a very young age, you've always like, depended on what the judges say. Mm, Like, when I was a gymnast, like,
0: all of my life has been what a judge says. We're playing a game that we need to get this result, and a lot of our emotions start being, relying on that. Yeah, and for
6: example, like, being an athlete, you're always judged either by, a like, a time frame or a judge or, like, a world record. So, it's pretty hard for us not to care about other people's opinions because mm. we live because of them. Like, when you're a gymnast, you depend on what the judge says. Is it good? Is it not good enough? When you're, like, a Canoe Slalom athlete, it's the same. Like, did you get in there? Like, did the judge see it? So, I don't think we actually see it that way. Like, people only tell you, like, don't worry about them. Like, don't think about what people say. But on one part of your life, we are supposed to only care about what people say. And on the other, we're not supposed to even, like, think about it. That's kind of hard. But once you actually understand that judges, like, judges are only in one side of your life. They're not your full life. Like, you are the only judge of yourself. And you can only compete with, with yourself that's the only thing that matters, like, timeframes are the same for everyone, you know, so you can only care about you, and how much you have improved, because I saw you shared these, um, Apple TV series about, oh, the uh, greenness code, Yeah. yeah, it's awesome, and, like, you shared it, and I was actually training that morning, and I saw it, like, in one setting, I loved it, and once you're feeling good, and you disconnect from your emotions, you will perform good because you know how to do it. But sometimes we let, we're always letting our feelings affect our performance. And that's mm-hmm. not good. You know, I remember this time, um, the first time I competed in canoe, like I do both kayak and canoe. Okay. And I didn't even know how to like sit in a canoe. Like I had no idea. And the canoe you're like kneeling down and the kayak mm-hmm. you're sitting down. Right. So that was a totally different sport you know what I had to do it because like they signed me up for it and I remember like getting in there and I wasn't even worried because it was like this is not like my specialty I don't even have to worry it was the very best competition I've done in my life because I wasn't worried about what are people gonna say like that for that competition I traveled two months to Brazil just to train so it was like if I don't do good in kayak, people are gonna make fun of me because you know, like she was training and she didn't get a good place. So once I like actually seated, like I was sat in that canoe and I was like, okay, I don't even have to worry about what people think because this isn't my sport and this is my like, I'm not usually doing canoe. So it was really good not to have that pressure.
0: Mm. And
6: that's when I understood that I'm only doing this for me and I'm the only one that can like only I can judge myself. You
0: know, once and you start I doing mean, things for fun, that's like it's like a mind shift change. Totally.
6: Yeah, I like, think it's so
0: important for athletes to do something just for fun outside of their totally. usual sport. And I feel like, for example, us like
6: girls, we get judged a lot, like from the way you look, or the way you stand, or the way like we're even judged about the way we walk. Like <laughs> you don't walk feminine enough, and it's like, bro. I'm sore from training, like, I just lifted, like, a hundred kilos, and you're actually thinking about the way I'm walking, like, that is really hard, but I feel like we are all judged, and if we want to find something to be sad about, or, like, feel bad about, we're always going to find something. It's either your hair, or your technique, or your strength, so hard things are really like, easy to find, really easy, like, bad things, and things you've done wrong, so we, like, once you actually learn how to appreciate the things you are actually good at, and you realize, like, your strength, like, okay, I'm really good at technique, okay, then work at your technique, and make that, like, some, the thing that makes you, you, you know, like, we have to start focusing on the good things, because people are always going to judge, like, always, so Mm -hmm. once you start, like, caring about yourself like you are you and that's your power like nobody can be you nobody has like the experiences you have or the stories you have so I think it's really important for young girls to understand that they can do anything they want like anything like if you want to be the best athlete in the world you can do it or the best like coder or model or anything like you can actually do it, because if someone else has been, like, there, it's something achievable, so you can Mm -hmm. get there, and if no one has ever done it, what is stopping you from becoming the very first person to, like, get there? Like, everything is impossible once, like, until you can do it. Yeah. So, that's something we should always keep in mind, because you know, um, we have a really small uh, kind of slalom team, We're only two girls, and, like, a couple of boys, like we're all great and we really work for like everything we've earned. And it, like Kendall's isn't very developed in Mexico, but we still like, we've managed to get um, medals, like really good medals and like Pan American Championships and good places at world championships. So like we've done a lot with so little and that actually shows you that if you want something, you can get it. Like, you just have to work for it. And you have to have your mind, like, on point. That's the most important thing. Because I don't think we put enough um, consciousness on how important mental health is, Mm -hmm. you know. Like, that's, that's really important. And I don't feel like we are very busy working at the gym or at the course. But we should also, like, prioritize our mental health.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. And thank you so much for sharing your story about that. Um, because I know it's not an easy thing to open up about for any athlete. And I loved when you touched apart on the part about like athletes, we do, we work so hard on this judgment because we, we get judged in our sport. It's either it's a time or like for me in snowboarding it was it was judged. Like you're judged on your style. So yeah. you have to like look cool and like, you know, act a certain way and do and like ride away from things in a certain way or you know, even like what you're wearing can affect in some ways, mm-hmm, totally. like what you're judged. So it's so interesting to be a part of those sports where really like you're playing by such a small set of rules that I think it's so important to like do something for fun and do these other things that kind of put you out of that zone and make you remember that like, why are you doing this? It's it's for fun. Like every everything really in life is for fun. I know like we yeah. have to make money and do things for, for different reasons. But at the end of the day, it's like, what are we here for and so totally. yeah thank you so much for opening up about that and I just wanted to mention like everyone who tuned into the last live in about 10 minutes per person but I wanted Sasha to go last so she could talk more about her story because she was like thank the you. one who originated this whole um, idea and so um, we were able to continue this on to to the other live and you shared about so many other topics so thank you. No thank you for having me like this is something great and I feel like
6: we should all share our experiences because growing up all you want to see is, like, like the truth. Like, you look for your, like, the people you look up to. And sometimes you don't actually find um, honest interviews. It's always, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we, we get there just by training. And no, there's so <laughs> much behind it. And I feel like speaking up about it will really help other generations on their, like, development.
0: Yeah, I uh, know that you brought up a really good point, and that's a big reason why I thought this was a great idea. And talking with you guys of your generation, because I've I've been removed by it that I almost romanticized everything that happened, right? Like, I'm like, I got all this judgment, but it led me to here. And yeah. so I can talk about it like it's no big deal. And that, you know, I'm grateful for it, which, which I am in hindsight. But I think that's not the case for a lot of people going through it. I think it's important to talk about things as you're going through it and in that time. And so it's been great to hear all of your stories and, and the hardships. And also, like, I think all of you have, have ch- chosen or talked about the different struggles that you're going through. But all of you have such a great mindset about it and have spoken about how you're doing amazing despite it, even in the moment that you're going through it. So I think that is incredible. And so, yeah, I really appreciate all of you guys sharing and opening up about that. No, thank you
6: for having us. Yeah, like we should always keep in mind, like just closing up, we should always keep in mind that it is hard getting like anywhere. Like everything in life is hard and you might go through rough patches, but I feel it's like important to speak up about it because I remember like at the beginning of my career, I was like, "Well, I see all these other athletes like so happy and they only get here, like they're always <laughs> happy like on their way, like on the road, but they are not, so it's important for people to know that, yeah, you're gonna be sad, you're you're gonna be down sometimes, but it's okay because you're gonna get there, and once you're there, like the view is amazing, and everything's gonna be worth it. So you just have to push through it and do it as long as you're enjoying it. And that's really important to keep in mind. all the time. Yeah,
0: no, totally. I think, yeah, you, you get to the top and you romanticize everything that happened, yeah. the struggles, and you just look back and pick the, the good things. And yeah, but it's, it's just not the case. So it's great to hear people who are on the journey and share that. So yeah, thank you totally. again for coming on. Thank you again for this idea um yeah and and just for sharing sharing everything and I hope you have a great rest of your your night and your week thank you it's been a pleasure all right have a great night bye all right thank you everybody for tuning in if you tuned in to this one and not the previous one on the previous one we had five other athletes um that went before Sasha and shared their stories and they were about 10 minutes each and then we ended with Sasha and it ended up cutting off in the middle of one of her stories so we continued onto here but I think that was that was great to hear from all these different athletes um I appreciate everyone who tuned in I'm definitely going to be putting this on the podcast next week um and um, this will be on IGTV for people who didn't get a chance to tune in but it's been really eye-opening for me connecting with these young athletes and hearing their stories and seeing how relatable they were to mine especially that I feel like I'm so far removed um being you know uh, it, an older athlete compared to a lot of them a lot of the people i spoke to were about 10 years younger than i am and so it's been really cool to hear their stories and and learn more about the different things and like the work that's still to be done but the improvements that are coming from these girls who played men's sports with all the boys and how the boys actually you know took them in but then the vice versa some athletes haven't had that experience and so learning about all these things has been awesome and thank you guys all for for tuning in and uh, if you just in If you like this episode, please share it with a friend, share it on social media, tag me at Natalie Allport, and check out my website, www.natalieallport.com. Thank you for tuning in.